Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Do you wish you could approach any woman, anytime, anywhere? Do you get stuck planning the perfect thing to say so you don't screw up? And how do you let her know you want to be more than just friends? Dating coach Shayna James shares her feminine perspective to help all guys, single and married, let go of the mind games and have more confidence, freedom, and connection with the ladies. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we are talking with Shayna James. She's a dating and relationship coach. She runs a website at themanshewants.com. Shayna, thanks for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. So, you've been on the show before. You're, you're coming back around. Um, mm-hmm. it, but this, today, I wanted to have you back on... You're already starting with the little... I can hear the little... <laughs> purring going on a little bitty purring that's there's a, yeah there's some purring happening i can sense that yeah. um yeah but um <laughs> i think i'm blushing but the 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 uh i wanted to help the guy i, I work with guys and and then i talk to guys and I have friends of mine that are that are maybe like they've been in relationships and they're newly single maybe uh-huh. they're, they're a little older maybe they're you know, in their thirties or forties, and they—they're not—they don't want to get into the pickup scene at all, but they just want the choice to be able to walk up to a girl in Starbucks, or at the library, or the gym, or you know wherever. But they just want that choice to be able to walk up to up up to a girl and say, you know, hi, I'm so and so, or whatever. But they—they're just stuck. They don't know what to do, and then they get back in their car and they just beat themselves up and they they wonder if they'll ever see her again or if they've missed this opportunity to, to, to actually sit down and talk to this girl. So, I was hoping that we could talk to you, an amazing woman and a dating and relationship coach. You work with guys on this stuff to just kind of, you know, give him some tools. You know, he doesn't want to become this like player pickup artist guy, but he just wants yeah, that choice. Yeah. So, um, I'm just curious from your end, you know, we've with approaches and that kind of stuff. What what have you seen the guy dealing with? What's what's going on for him? Yeah, I mean, and this is I'm so glad to be talking about this too because I really specifically work with men in a non pickup game, you know, here are the lines, here are the 
um, the games you can play away. And so I'm really excited to talk about this in a way that men can actually relax into being who they are, you know? And, and I really, I mean, I just, I see how approaching a woman brings up our worst fears or your worst fears as a man. You know, it's like, it's that first moment of whether you are accepted or rejected. And, and the men I work with, you know, really say that it's so challenging and it's painful. I mean, I, I see men having opportunity after opportunity, like where, you know, women slip away or where another man suddenly seems to swoop in and all of a sudden the woman is interested, you know, and it's like, wow, well, what happened to me? Why wasn't this working? Or, you know, do I have to actually play games to have a woman be interested in me? And, and I really see how confusing it can be to be an intelligent, powerful man in the world and then have to face this part of the dating phase. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. yeah, when I talk to guys, especially if they're coming out of a relationship, this is the part they dread is that awkward, yeah. stilted, like, okay, I have to go put on an act or I have to wear a stupid shirt or I've got to, you know, go out to the bar or something. And, and like, somehow it's going it, to, it, there's this gap, like there's who I really am, but I have yeah. to, it, before I can actually be that way with her, I have to go through all these hoops and, you know, basically bullshit her and bullshit myself. And then finally one day, maybe we can actually be ourselves around one another. It just sounds right. awful. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think one of the parts that's confusing is that there, I just started to make one of those, uh, what do you call those horse lips? You know, where you're like, <laughs> like God, what's, I mean, the, the, the part, the thing about being who we really are is that one part of who we really are is, you know, that what's going on on the inside matches what's going on on the outside. And so we're not putting on a front, we're not putting on a facade. Right. But then the other part of being who we really are is that, you know, if you're a man who's angry with women or if you're a man who puts women on a pedestal and doesn't see your own value, you know, any of those things that you're doing that separate you from a woman, if that's, if you're being who you really think you are, right, if you think you're that, then it gets in the way of having connection with women. And so part of the part of the confusion is, okay, yes, I, I want you to be who you really are because I think that is, otherwise, if you start to do games and lines and whatever, and then fine, you pick up a woman, but then once you start to be yourself, who knows if that woman's going to be interested in you or if you're even going to be interested in her, right? Right. Um, so then there, but there's also that piece of, um, mm really needing to look at like, do I know my own value? Right. I mean, if I'm going to go walk up to a woman, but I think, eh, she's never going to want me. And why, you know, why would she choose me anyway? Or I'm just, I'm just a, a blob, you know, I don't have anything going on for me. If any of those things are true, then I think it's harder to create a connection with a woman because, um, you don't, know your own value, right? And I don't so know, he's I mean, kind of in this, say, he's in this catch 22. On one hand, if he's, if he's posturing, if he's puffing himself up or putting on an act, he's, he's breaking down the, the opportunity for connection. But then also if there's something going on between his ears, how he thinks or f sees himself mm -hmm. and he's dismissing himself and he doesn't get his own value there, that's going to cut off value, right? Yeah. Or, excuse me, cut off connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and we can talk about specific things, you know, that men can do also. I know we're going a little bit more into the 
theory of this and what's going on. So we will give specific examples, but I think that's true. It's like, if you don't know that you are an amazing catch, or if you're not living your life in a way that you're actually feeling great about yourself, then it does. It makes it a lot harder to be connected with a woman because, you know, if you're not feeling good about yourself, then you don't actually have the juice or the energy to then create that connection. That seems to speak to what I hear guys say, you know, especially when I'm when I'm coaching with the guys like, look, let's just get your life going down this road mm-hmm. of what you want to be doing. And then they just like, oh, and then I met this girl over the weekend and it just right. kind of happened. And it's like, well, no shit. Like that's what happens when when you take care of yourself and, and you're doing what you love, then the the relationships seem to just kind of blossom from that place. Is yeah. That- yeah, I think so. And I, I think and I think part of the reason for that is because um if you're not feeling great about your life and you're not living in a way that inspires you and has you feel, you know, powerful, then when you meet people, I would imagine anyone, but especially women, then there's this tendency to go up in your head and, you know, start to question and be in that loop of, okay, well, what am I doing and why am I here and what's even important about this? As opposed to if you're feeling great about yourself, you're in a in a um, a way of just enjoying your life and moving through your days and not questioning yourself as much. And so one of the things I think happens is that you, you stop being in your head so much mm-hmm. and you're actually living and enjoying the moment and, and living more in your body and in your heart and even what I would call, you know, your balls. It's like your power, your sexual energy and all of that's more online as opposed to just your head. Well, tell me, you're a woman and, you know, not just a, a, a dating and relationship coach, you can use that kind of language, but as a woman, what's your experience when you're hanging out with a guy and he's in his head? He's, and I imagine, I'm going to kind of frame it for guys. Yeah. I imagine it's like, he's there thinking and he's like, okay, I've got to get this right. I've got to say the right thing. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's all strategizing. He's, he's really not there with you. So what's it like for you to be with a guy when he's up in his head, as you said? That's an awesome question, and I love how you put it. Okay, so being in your head means, you know, strategizing or thinking about what's going to come next. Am I going to get it right? And for me, when I'm with a man like that, um, well, the first thing that I, I notice is that I go into my head, too. And so I, you know, maybe I'll start thinking or questioning myself as well. Sometimes that happens, or maybe it's just like I'm way more aware of, my head and my mind. And so the conversation that he and I have is more of an intellectual conversation. And I'm, to put it bluntly, it's like, I'm not turned on, you know, I, I I lose track of even having a body. Mm. And for me, a big part of being a woman and being turned on is when there's a sense of, um, you know, when a man is actually feeling his own body and I'm feeling my body, it, it, it's a little bit mysterious, but there's almost this magnetic thing that happens between us. Right. So I would say if a man's in his head, I could have an interesting, it's like a so-so usually intellectual conversation. Um, it's small talk. It's I, like what we experience is small talk. It's yeah, like a chit-chat right. or whatever. We're just, that's okay. Chit-chat All right. and, and I would say I would, I would end up mostly feeling bored and um, just uninspired and kind of like, eh, you know, not interested in, wow, how can I see this man again? Or, you know, the, the, the experience we're having together is so amazing that I want more of it. It's more just like, eh, that was a 
an average part of my day that I don't really want to put attention on making happen more of. So even if this guy's wearing the, the quote unquote right shirt and he's working out and all that kind of stuff, the experience of being with him, if he's up in his head and he's strategizing and he's trying to get it right. And I, I'm going to put myself in that category. That's what I, yeah. when I'm scared, okay, I've got to get this right. And oh, there's no room for experimentation and there's no room for curiosity or any kind of, right. you know, playfulness. It's uh, so uh, I wanted to say the right thing and I'm coming over here to say <laughs> the right thing to you. So what do you, you know, it's just like, Oh, you're telling me when, when, when he's trying to get it right, the more he's trying to get it right, the less like, you know, ugh, it just sucks. It's just flat. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And I, what I love. That's awesome. I think I love what is a technical about. term, by the way. <laughs> well, if it isn't, we have coined it now. <laughs> I wonder if we can figure out how to spell it. Um, I think what you said about curiosity and play is a huge part because if an enjoyment, right? It's like if you're having that conversation, but you're not even enjoying yourself. And usually, if you're trying to get it right, then there's there's no room for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I found, um, you know, so if you're if you're doing all those things and not able, really what happens is that you're not able to put attention on her. Mm-hmm. So you're in your own head, almost having this conversation with yourself. And meanwhile, there's this gorgeous woman in front of you who's either smiling or moving, or she's, you know, what she's doing. If you were actually paying attention would probably totally turn you on and light you up, which is another side point, right? Which is like, oh, if you're afraid of letting yourself be turned on by a woman, then that's totally going to get in the way too. Well, let's right? go, in, let's go can, into that because, go into that? Yeah, yeah, cause I, I know that that's happened. That happens with me. I may feel attraction and it's like, Oh, better zip that up. That's not safe. Yes. Or she may yep. be scared of me or that I'm, I'm going to be seen as like some pervert. Um, but you know, even in a Starbucks, you're saying, no, if you're attracted to it, like walk us through that. It's like it's not at a nightclub. It's not you know where you can go grind your yeah, dick up yeah. against their ass, you know, and it's completely accepted or whatever. <laughs> it's like you're in a Starbucks. You're gonna go have a conversation. And so how how do we integrate attraction in a place where things are more neutral? Yeah, it's an awesome point. And I first I just want to say that I really. I really have a lot of compassion for men. I used to, you know, feel frustrated or angry with men in the way that they, you know, that some men show their turn on and their attraction. But I've just learned over, you know, a decade of working with men that it's so challenging to know what to do with turn on in a world that doesn't talk about it, doesn't give you any way to say, you know, here's how to actually feel your turn on without being sleazy or slimy. And so I just, I really get that where most men are coming from in being nice or playing it safe is, is actually really respecting women, you know, and, and trying to make it okay for us and trying to not be that guy who's a predator. So I just want to say that first. Um, that's huge actually then, coming from a woman because yeah. most of us, and I, I hate to interrupt you, but most of us, are, that's why we're doing, that's why we clamp right. it off and cut it off is because we want to protect, we want to get it right. We don't want to push you away. It's not coming from yeah. a, you know, some kind of a hurtful thing or, you know, we don't mean to be, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of pissing you off as you, as you led with no. that. So, yeah. And I mean, it actually brings tears to my eyes because I see so many men struggling with that and being raised to be nice and courteous. And, and I, as a woman, I'm like, Oh, I want, you know, I want to have my clothes ripped off and I want to have that kind of animalistic, 
power that men are so amazing at and that has me feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm almost not fragile, but like I'm this, I'm, this is hard to even put into words, but you know, that like I get to feel smaller and lighter and I get to be moved around. And so there's this, um, you get to feel his power. Yeah, I get to feel his power. And and it's not that I feel less powerful or powerless, but I get to choose to then surrender and to be guided or to be played with in a way that feels amazing. Um, And so I see a lot of men struggle with that. It's like, well, how do I do that in a way that's not sleazy or slimy or disrespectful to women? And, And I think the point that you're bringing up of, okay, well, how do you be in a Starbucks and integrate, turn on? with everything else, um, you know, really the way that I see turn on is that it's energy and it's energy in your own body. You don't have to reach out with turn on. That's a second step, right? So the turn on that we feel in our own bodies is just energy and aliveness and vitality. And when we make it seem like turn on is only about sex, then I think that's where we get stuck, right? So when we just lean, if we just look at her and we're like, wow, I I don't even (laughs) just want to fuck the shit out of her. Like that kind of energy is coming through. Is that where it goes off the rails? Is that what you're saying? When you lead with that energy? No, what I'm saying is that if you feel that energy in your own body, like, oh my God, I want to take her. I want to fuck her. I want to, I want to get naked with her. Like to actually feel that in your own body and feel the buzz and the, you know, the bigness of that and what happens to you, there's not a problem. It's when you then try to reach out and make something happen and you don't have a sense of this, this woman is another human being, right? Mm -hmm. Who I also want to respect. Mm -hmm. Like I want to appreciate her and care about her. So if you reach out without, this is why I look at it as like, you know, we, we could be in our head, we can be in our heart, or we can be in our balls. Well, I don't have balls, but you have balls. <laughs> you could be in any of those places. And so the, the reaching out from that place of being turned on, but not at all connected to your heart mm. is, is going to have women be scared and maybe want to run away or maybe see you as sleazy and creepy. Okay, so there's something about like that's where the predatorial thing is like when he yeah. doesn't when he doesn't recognize her as a human being, he can have this full yeah. on attraction and like and add the and in there and mm-hmm. who is this person? Who is she? And I think mm-hmm. I love how you put that because a lot of us as guys, it's it's one or the other. She's either a friend or someone I, I want to have sex with. And um, for a lot, of it, it can, you know, guys get stuck in this friend zone with the chit chat thing. And then you're right. We yeah. feel that energy go away. We've muted it and we've basically banished it to the basement. And now where do we build that attraction? Well, we stuffed it. We flushed it. It's gone. And it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to, to rebuild again. Um, all right. So we're back in Starbucks and the guy's feeling his attraction for her. Um, mm-hmm. let's go back into that, that scenario. Yeah, I could see. A, a man saying to me, wow, you look gorgeous or wow, the moment I saw you walk in the door, I just felt this rush of energy through my body or, you know, some kind of acknowledging that this is what's happening for me, not saying, oh my God, I want to fuck you, which <laughs> okay, maybe I, you I have to take that one that. off. My, I got to take that one off my list. And that's <laughs> take that the, one off your list. Too. Okay. All right. That's not a good opener. Okay. It's not, it's not the best opener. Yeah. I think you might get slapped, but you know, 
I'm not going to say it's not possible if you're a man who's <laughs> totally in your heart and deeply respectful of women, but yeah, I wouldn't start with that. You know, okay. but, so it's, Damn. there's a way that if you say something like that and you're taking all that turn on and energy and you're bringing appreciation for a woman, what I've experienced is that I feel um, I I just feel great. I feel amazing. Like I, as a woman, want to be seen and acknowledged, and I want to be seen as beautiful or hot and sexy. And you know, some women deny that. I think I used to think like ah, I shouldn't want that. You know, I shouldn't want to be seen in that way. But I it it has me open and blossom in this way that that feels like a really feminine fundamental thing. You know, and, and as a woman, I can't depend on that. If mm-hmm. I was only depending on a man saying I'm beautiful to, to feel good about myself, then that's a problem. But as women, like, we really want to be acknowledged. Um, and and you can go deeper than just the surface, you know, because I think if you actually put attention on someone, you're you're seeing more than just the surface or the body or the curves. I totally I totally acknowledge that that's there, but I think there's also a way that we feel, um, we can feel like a person's energy or essence and that's, it's a little woo woo, but you know, when you see someone, you get a sense, um, not only of this is what your body looks like, but, Oh, this is how you feel as a human being. And when I'm around you, wow. It this has feels this good. Impact on me. Yeah, yeah, this feels good. You know, I, and I, you know, I'm coming back to this thing that you said of, of for a guy to be able to feel that energy and basically hold on to it, or basically keep it there and, and allow himself to experience this. Because as guys, we've been training ourselves from a very early age to get rid of that energy as quickly as yes. possible. It was like, yes, oh, there's yes. that energy. Oh, I got to masturbate and ejaculate now. I've got to get rid totally. of it. It's a race. And, um, and this goes in the other way of like, no, circulate it, feel it, feel it throughout your mm-hmm. body, feel it in your, in your balls, feel it racing through your, your, your blood and down into your feet, the whole thing, breathe, take big breaths. And, and the more that yeah. you can sustain that and actually feel it. And, and I don't know, it's just like, it's like feeling like this amazing current in, in, in your body. Then you can access all so much other stuff. But if you're just looking for ways to offload it, that's what's yeah. going to be really. And I think that's where it comes across is like, hey, I need you to receive my ejaculation. That's basically. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to come on you and start as to like, whoa, I'm going to make love to you in this way where, you know, it doesn't have to be over right away. We can keep feeling this energy and feeling it and feeling and feeling the pleasure, right? It's like if, if you. Normally, your system maybe can hold 50 watts of energy, mm-hmm. and a woman walks in the room, and she's, say, like a 1,000 watts, you know? And so, you can either just blow out, or, wow, like, like you're saying, you could actually breathe into your arms, breathe into your legs, breathe into your feet, and, and let those 1,000 watts, you actually do, this is the thing, you do have the capacity to hold way more energy than you know right now, or way more energy than you've ever held. And that's part of it, like you said, Trip, that you can actually breathe it into the rest of your body. And this is, it's, it's interesting because it's not complicated, it's actually really simple, but if you don't practice it or if you don't... Um, you know, unlearn the habits that you have that keep you small and tight and not in your body and not breathing and not like actually appreciating, then it, it does. It starts to feel like it's uncomfortable and it's um, it can make you frustrated and mad. And, and 
And so it's like that thing, like you were saying, like, oh, men have been trained to, if I feel turned on, I'm going to ejaculate and get rid of it. And then I'm back in this state of relief. Right. But you can actually feel way more pleasure and even relief in that state of being turned on even on a regular basis and not having to offload that energy. You know, because when I talk to some guys about this, that what they're trying to do is numb themselves so that when they're in that situation, whether they're approaching or talking to a woman, they don't feel anything. And right. But what you're saying is, well, if, he, if, I, if he's not feeling something, then it's flat. Like, so what? Yeah. Why would I want to hang out yeah. with this guy? So it's the other way of, no, don't mute it. Don't, don't numb it. Actually expand your capacity to be with this energy because mm-hmm. that's getting communicated whether you're, you know, it's the written word that you said or not. It, it's, it, you know, your turn on and your energy is getting communicated and that's what you feel. That's what you want to feel. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, just don't, don't mute it. Don't, don't act like it's not there. Don't put this like wet towel over it cultivate it, you know, learn how to be with yeah. it more. I, I love to tell guys like go to the mall and just look at every beautiful woman in the eyes and smile yeah. and say hi to her and just feel it. Like she may look at you and run or whatever, like just, just get into that place of not running away from women and that attraction and actually learning how to meet them there. Even if you don't have a conversation, um, yeah. just learn how I to circulate that. that. I love that. And I also love that the realization that I had years ago is that turn on and attraction is actually not comfortable. So like you said, you know, a woman may run away or she may feel intimidated or she may feel, she may even feel like you are a predator or think you are a predator, but that doesn't actually mean that you are, you know, like I've had men, when men, when a man who's really present and really in his body and really, um, appreciating me and looking at me and feeling his turn on when he looks at me, I may want to run out of the room and I may start to get really uncomfortable and my hands may start to sweat and I may have no idea what to say next. And I may start to get all weird and giddy, you know, it, it, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? (laughs) Like if a man makes me uncomfortable, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There are just different kinds of uncomfortable. And one is where I feel you know, looked down upon and disrespected or, or objectified. And then the other is when I'm in like such a state of excitement and pleasure and maybe even turn on that I start to open and my mind starts to go away. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I may not have my, my normal capacity, you know, for some of those moments to actually just be clear and mental and, and in my head. Well, this seems to come back. Yeah, well, this seems to come back around to what you were talking earlier about his attachment or need to have it to get it right, basically. And Mm -hmm. you know, well, if if I need her to like me, and my life sucks, and but if she likes me, then everything will be great. If I can get a date, then everything will be great. Um, And so, when he's in that place, it sounds like he's coming from the place of uh, I I got to get it right. I have to get this right. Versus, I'm just going to be honest. This is how Mm -hmm. I. This is how I'm feeling, and I'm going to throw it to her and see what uh how she's responding to but i don't i can't be attached to the outcome and i think that's a huge discrepancy here of not being attached to her reaction uh but but so many of us are coming into this and why we're that's why we're stuck is we're trying to get it right and what you're saying is be willing to be honest with where you are even if she's scared even if she Mm -hmm. gets a little wobbly um, let her have her experience uh and trust that just being more honest is is the path is that what you're saying yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. And what another point that I just came up for me as you were saying that is if you are 
so starving for love and affection and touch that every woman you talk to is like um, the way out. You know, if that's how you're seeing women, then it is way more painful for you if a woman says no. And it sets up this dynamic, like you said, like, oh, well, if she says yes, then I'm good. And if she doesn't, then I'm bad. And and there is a way that we can feel that in each other. It's like, you, I, I feel from a man, then you need something from me. And mm. I can feel that. And a lot of women can feel it without being able to put language to it. Um, I happen because I've been doing this for a long time. I can actually feel it and notice, oh, that's what's going on is he doesn't feel okay unless I'm actually affirming him or, or approving of him, you know? Yeah, so she's got I a also, job to do. She's got work exactly, to do. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Which, so I think the other thing is, um, you know, if you don't have good, I, I'm just looking at a woman on the East coast and I've been thinking about doing this who started a cuddling business. Right. And it's like, in some ways, I don't know, it seems a little weird, but we're, a lot of us are starving for touch. If you're not in a community of people where you're dancing or you're touching or, you know, people are affectionate with each other, then there's this way that you can feel starved and you're trying to, you know, get your first meal after 10 years or something from right. one person. And it feels like so much pressure. So I think when you create your life, like you were saying before, when you create your life in a way that you have really, you have good people and that can take time and can mm-hmm. take energy to figure out how to make that happen. But okay, I have good people or I'm, you know, working with someone like you or me who does coaching and can actually guide you into what it's like so that you're feeling good about yourself, you know, no matter what someone's response is, then it's a whole different thing. Then you're going out there from this place of enjoyment and, you know, sure, it still doesn't feel great if a woman says no or a woman rejects you, but it's not devastating in that same way. Okay. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, you know, I'm going back to when I was single and I was one of those guys that I, I just kind of waited until the girl approached me and, and I did okay. Uh, like, and yeah. but, I, but I wasn't a natural. I didn't have choice. And there were guys that I knew that maybe didn't have this or have that. And, you know, they maybe didn't stand out in a crowd or whatever, but, but they, they could walk up to any girl and actually get things going. I was like, gosh, man, how does he do that? You know? And so yeah. what, what could be just some simple practical tips that we could work in? Because what, you, what we've been talking about is kind of like this iceberg thing, you know, when you, you get a lot yeah. more going on than we see on the surface. And so given that, given that he's working to, to create that, what are just some simple practical things that we could give him? So when he is in a Starbucks or he's at the gym, um, he can, he can just do this without feeling like a douchebag. Yeah, I think this is great. And I have three things that I think are really helpful that, you know, are instead of having pickup lines or some game to play, right? The the three things that I would focus on are appreciating, noticing, and being curious. So you can do any of these. And, you know, appreciating looks like, okay, you see a woman and we talked about this before, but it might be as simple as saying you look beautiful or the way your skirt, you know, flows when you walk in the room is amazing. Or um, it has to be, you know, if you're not really a poetic man, then it could just be super simple. Like I remember someone someone saying, I like your face. And it seemed like a ridiculous <laughs> comment, but there was something so innocent and or um, like unassuming or, you know, just... 
whatever unplanned about it that yeah. it actually worked. Um, so really just appreciating and, and putting your attention on, oh, well, how is this woman lighting you up or turning you on? And what what is better in this moment since you saw her than it was in the last moment? What, you know, what's, like, what's the impact of her being in here and being in the, exactly. in the room? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then for noticing, it's, it's a similar thing, but taking out the judgment and you can see, you know, positive or negative judgment, but it's like even saying something like um, you look rushed or mm. it seems like you're mulling something over, you know, like you're in the middle of deep thought. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you're, you're eating your salad with your fingers. Like, it's the, the simple, simple noticing before we make any kind of inference or, you know, what that means about someone can be the, the easiest and actually most amazingly connecting thing to focus on. Just naming and what's it, going on. You don't have to attach it to anything of what this means yeah. or what, what it says about her. It's just, yeah, yeah, you're eating with your hands. Like, right. I, and I then am. just pause. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a woman might say, uh, yeah, well, I always eat my salad. I was, hands, raised, I like it better, I, was, or, I was raised in the wilderness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you'll get this piece of information that probably will be interesting that then you can actually follow up with. And and that that also is the curiosity piece, you know, to ask a question. And I would say the thing about this is just to really ask something you're interested in. And if small talk is exciting to you and you want to know where a woman grew up, then okay, you know, go for it. But if really deeper, I've worked with a lot of men who don't like small talk and I'm like, okay, so ask a deeper question, you know, ask a question that's more like, what's the most interesting thing that's happened to you today? Or what are you really excited about right now? Or, um, you know, how's your week going? Like in a way, how's your week going could be small talk. But if a woman says fine, maybe you say, no, I'm really, I'm actually really curious. You know, I'd really love to hear or mm-hmm. something, or, you know, you, you, something about you is intriguing to me. And I don't know, I have a sense that I'd just like to get to know you more. So just to, to bring whatever level, I think you can bring whatever level of conversation is most exciting to you. And you can make that work because that would be you enjoying yourself instead of this planned, dull conversation that you're not even really interested in. Yeah, all of the things that you mentioned there didn't require that he had to have it all figured out while he was on the other side of the room. It was really about being in the moment and being present and noticing her and noticing what's going on, noticing, you know, when she put her hair behind her ear, how he kind of went, Ooh, you know, wow. Oh man. And just, just actually being there instead of being up in his head, as you were describing. And that's where we cut off the, the attraction and we cut off the connection. And so these Mm -hmm. tips, all of them are just really about coming into the moment, connecting what's, what is, what's the impact of her on me or this room. Like I noticed when you walked in, 15 people looked at you or Mm -hmm. anything. It just like, we're right here. We are, both right here. We're both right now. This is what we're sharing right now. Um, I like that. Instead, I've got to have it all figured out and have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it is is there's a willingness to let go of planning and figuring out what's going to happen, which could lead to silence or, you know, it it leads in a way to the unknown, which is, is actually, if you're planning, it's still unknown, but you're, you're just I'm squashing the life out of <laughs> out of the moment and out right. of what can happen. But you know, it it, it is a little bit um, 
I heard a lot of men say like, oh my God, it's so scary or it's risky. But I think also when you start to see that silence doesn't have to be terrifying, you can actually stand and look at a woman in silence for a certain length of time and not have it be creepy or weird because you're really there appreciating her, you know, or and that um, you can have conversations that are out of the ordinary and they don't have to necessarily be based on this intense content. They could actually be based on the moment and the connection. The words may not even make sense, but you may be feeling each other in that. You know, it's like there's so much that can happen and um, once you allow for more of that, I think it's easier to let go of planning. But, it, you know, it takes something. It takes some practice, and it takes a, a willingness to let go of, I have to get it right, I have to do this thing. And, and thinking that getting it right and planning is what's actually going to have a woman be connected to you. Yeah, I love that. Planning Planning is just going to, and trying to get it right basically just squashes any kind of real road to attraction. But mm-hmm. hey, let's go into the unknown. Let's go into the uncertainty because that's where the real juicy stuff is. And if you're totally. willing to go into there, then you're you're bound to be rewarded. So, yeah. um, well, you know, tell us a little bit about your coaching. I mean, this is just I imagine you know just one of the the, the roadways into what's possible with working with you and and how you help guys. So, you know, where did where would you take a guy from here? Part of the way I work is in the session, and then we also co-create exercises that he does in his life outside of the session, and actually get to see. Oh, okay. Well, when I went to go say hi to a woman, I froze. Okay, so then we bring it back to the session and we talk about well, what happened and where did you get stuck and why did you freeze? And, you know, we go into some of the deeper things like whether something happened when he was young and it, it had him feel stuck and really embarrassed. And so there's there's some of that deep diving into what's getting away from the past. Um, and then there's playing with life, you know, because if you're just coaching in the in this session but then you're not actually bringing it out into your life, then that doesn't work either. Right. Um, and then one of the things that I think is the most amazing and fascinating is getting to be in the moment together. So we'll practice having conversations or we'll practice whether it's on Skype or in person, actually having eye contact. And I'll give this real time feedback of, Oh, well, when you took a deep breath like that, Oh my God, my whole body relaxed and I felt turned on or, Right now, I'm not I'm not feeling you breathe, and I'm not breathing, and I'm feeling tight. I'm going into my head, and I'm starting to wonder when I can get out of here. Mm. And so there's actually this this way where a man can start to feel the difference. Oh, this is what it feels like in this moment. This is what it feels like in this moment, and start to to feel more comfortable in his body, in his attraction. I've had men, I've worked with men who have been like, oh, I can't look at a woman, I can't look at her breasts. And I've been like, okay, well, let's sit here and you look at my breasts because this is, you know, if you can't <laughs> look at a woman and you can't enjoy a woman, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And so, okay, like I'm willing to put myself on the, <laughs> what'd you say, like on the altar, or on the cross or something and be right. the woman who you can practice with and, and, know that I'm not judging you and I'm not making you wrong and that I'm actually an ally on your side. That's awesome. And I just realized, you know, why when I offer to show my clients my breasts, it doesn't work. So, 
yeah. it's kind of the same as when I offer to show my balls. It doesn't work. Cause, you know. <laughs> it doesn't work for me either. I'm like, what do you think of these? You know, they're like, oh, man, you're fired. Um, all right. Well, yeah, it work. I love what you're doing. I, it's great to have women like you that are willing to to stand shoulder to shoulder with guys because so many guys see it as this win lose thing, or it's just such a yeah. screwed up defensive situation instead of like what can be fun and juicy and co creative. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, well, where do we find out about you and uh, and all your offerings? Uh, where, where do we send this? Yeah. Guy? Well, the the one thing that I've created is um an e-course that's called five ways to make a woman moan with pleasure without even touching her <laughs> and how the name just totally makes me laugh, but it's really, it's, it's at manshewants.com slash pleasure. And it's just really about all of the ways that most men don't really look at, you know, how can I light a woman up, turn a woman on, have this amazing experience of pleasure for myself and also for her that doesn't have to do with the sexual positions and, you know, getting it right in those ways. It's like about conversations and eye contact and, and being emotionally connected. So it's, it's really insights into how to create that spark and that turn on before you even bring touch into the picture but then actually have the woman feel warmed up and excited to come closer and to touch you. Excellent. Well, one of the things I appreciate about you is that, you know, we could learn these things to, to maybe hit on the, the, the party girl whose attention's all over the place. But I mean, the, the stuff that you're talking about is like, if we want a quality woman. We want a yeah. woman that we can create a life with. Um, this is, this is the path. Like Shane is going to be able to help you out with that. Like the, the girl you will, you do want to take home to your, to your parents or to, or to meet your friends. It's the woman you're, yeah. you're really psyched to have in your life. Um, so. The so well said, yeah, that it's not about, it's like I, I work based on, you know, I consider myself to be a professional, intelligent woman who, um, you know, really likes to go deep and, connection. And so I, I support men in creating that with women similar to myself and similar to the women who I spend time with and, and really adore. And so, yeah, the other thing is, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like you really want that personal attention, uh, you can go to my website, the man she slash application. And that's where you can just fill out a couple of questions about yourself. And if there are coaching thoughts available, um, you know, then we can work together. So I get back to you, you know, within a couple of days of you filling it out and we get to know each other and see if it feels like a fit to work together and support you. Highly recommended. Shana James, thank you. And thank you for bringing your boobs today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Trip. It's always awesome. To I meant this. I was you. trying to get it right, but I messed up. I wanted to say your wisdom and, and all your awesomeness. So. <laughs> And I still actually felt appreciated. See, it works. I got it right. <laughs> Yay. Woo-hoo. All right, my dear. Thank you so much, guys. Check it out. TheManSheWants.com. Uh, Shana James, thank you. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit TheNewManPodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.